You're listening to the Legend Vest Podcast for Entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or been in business for many years, we take a deep dive into what it takes to truly become successful. It's time to level up your business and your personal life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jameson and Courtney Gavin. Welcome back to the Legend Best Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Gavin, and you guys, I am super duper excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Yvette Gavin, but she also has another nickname, also known as G-Mommy. Yes. And she is so much more than just a grandmother to our son, Xander. She is absolutely amazing. I look up to her as a wife, as a mom, as my spiritual leader, also even in business and career. She's everything. So I'm really, really excited to have her here. We're doing a podcast series. Thank you. And um, she has an amazing talent, and I really want to introduce you guys so you get to know her just a little bit more. So I have her bio here. So Yvette Gavin is an international speaker, and she's the founder and chief strategist of Yvette Gavin Consulting. She's a leadership and career development firm, a graduate of Oral Roberts University, and she's also a certified John Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. She has a solid track record of teaching others how to land their dream job with confidence. She is absolutely amazing when it comes to that. So if you are not happy in your careers, this is the lady you need to call. She will give you the job that you want at the price that you want, and she will teach you how to land that job. So I'm really, really excited to have her here on the podcast with us. So, of course, she has worked with some major companies as well. She not only does one-on-one coaching for people that are looking to have a job in the marketplace, but she also works with larger firms like Ernst & Young, the CDC. She even worked with the U.S. government before as well. So she's very, very, very diverse. But without further ado, enough about me or hearing my voice because I'm already tired of hearing my voice. We want to hear more about Yvette Gavin. So today's topic is going from J-O-B to CEO. And so I'm going to still call you G-Mommy because I feel weird saying first name. (laughs) So G-Mommy, in today's world, there's so many people who are wanting to be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. but they're afraid to make that leap from going from their nine to five job to becoming CEO or being their own boss. And I know that you've built an amazing career in corporate America and the amount of things that you've achieved, how did you know that it was the right time for you to jump from J-O-B to now starting your own firm and helping others grow in their careers? So for me, it was lesson learned, to be honest, right? And be totally transparent. You know, as you know, I started twice. I, you know, mm-hmm. I left a great paying job, as my father loves to say. You who leaves a great paying job to go start their own business? <laughs> a person who has a vision and a dream beyond the nine to five. That's who does it. But, you know, I learned some things the first time I left corporate America and started my own business. And then I went back into corporate, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I came back out and tried it a second time and had to go back. Right. And so what I've learned along the way is preparation is really the key Mm. It's really the key. So you hear all these little great little, you know, cliches of saying where people's like build it. They were calm. Let me tell you, uh -uh. (laughs) that is not true. 
That has not been my experience. Uh, the people I've had the pleasure to coach as well as interview, because, you know, as you know, I'm a journalist, as, you know, well, as well. I've, you know, that has not really been the true reality. There's work to be done. And so my, the best advice I can give a person is to prepare, you know, the posters and the memes and all that, that just says, go leap and do it. Yeah. <laughs> you still want to have a plan in place. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And you're so right. And she mentioned earlier about build it, they will come. I think, and this is a whole other episode that we could do that on. Yeah. I think that there is this mm, false sense of hope that, oh, just leave, quit your job. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You'll make it. You're absolutely right. Preparation is key, you guys, yes. and you have to plan. And I do believe eventually you can make that leap, but oh, yes. you have to plan. You can't just quit your job just because you feel like it and then expect to have dollars coming in and your phone's ringing off the hook. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work that way, you know, unless you build your own book of business, you know, but there's so many things that go into yes. making that leap. So I have a couple of questions here because I have to, I'm a note taker and I don't want to fall off track. Um, but I wanted to learn more about your corporate America history. So can you talk a little bit about the industry that you were in and just some of your previous roles and things like that? Um, yes, love to. So, you know, when I left corporate, I was in IT. So I was mm -hmm. in information technology and I had been leading on an offshore um, quality assurance teams oh, wow. and nearshore too, mm -hmm. in some cases. And I worked my way up um, in the IT industry into to a quality assurance um, directorship role. And so I was, it was at that level where I began to see a lot of things and understand greater of uh, the greater dynamics of how companies make decisions on what resources they bring on to, you know, into the company, how they actually exit resources out of the company as well, and how companies go about developing their resources. And so once I became an IT director, it was considered part of the executive branch. And, you know, it, it is that first beginning role, right? And uh, my eyes just opened, were open to a whole new world. But that said, and then of course, I, I initially, how I got to IT, I think is, is unique in itself. I actually started as a journalist, hmm. writing as a newspaper reporter for the Atlanta Journal Constitution, later moved over to CNN. So I have a very diverse background. Um, so I started right in the media and then I left CNN and I eventually navigated um, my way using my core skill of being able to write and communicate well into an IT position without any formal um, technology experience or training. You know, I was able to leverage that, which is something I love teaching my clients because one thing I know is how to navigate from one career field to another career field. And one way I did that successfully, and I'm teaching cl uh, my clients how to do that, is understand where your value is, mm -hmm. what is that uniqueness, that core skill. So for me, being a technologist with very strong writing skills, uh, a strong ability to articulate my thoughts was key. Now, you know, of course, you know, technologists are some of the smartest people on this earth. However, they typically are not people who are wanting to do a lot of writing. They write code, yes. But when you're talking about writing out, you know, um, a summary, right? They're not typically the type of people like to do that. So mm -hmm. that's where I add value in the industry because I could come in. I actually started as a technical writer. 
Oh. Yeah, so I was able to take um, what we refer to transferable skills. It's like, what do you have that can transfer across other industries? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm interviewing my clients and they're saying, you know, I'm really burned out and doing X. And I'm really thinking, you know, when I was younger, I had an interest in Y. But I don't have any training in that area now because I've been doing X for the last 15 years, I want to now navigate over there. Can you help me? And and part of what I help them understand, well, what do you have and know today that that can be utilized and be to your advantage when you get over here? That's amazing. And I love your story because, and it's amazing. And I think today, today's society, you know, you don't have to be pigeonholed into just one industry. You can really transfer transfer your skills over from industry to industry, and it's all about the value that you bring, which I absolutely love. And that's one of my favorite words is value. Yes, thank <laughs> so thank you for sharing. So you said you were in the IT industry, so we don't want to, you know, show your age or anything. But how <laughs> long would okay. you say you've been in the industry? Uh, over twenty years. Wow, that's amazing. Over twenty. Wow. Yes. So she's been in the IT industry for over twenty years. So how did you stumble upon IT? I know you said something about you started as a journalist, but you also um, as a technical writer. And I think I already know the the answer to that question, but I want to hear your feedback. Yeah, so it was, um, I know we'll forget one executive (laughs) said to me, you saw like back your way into IT. And I was Mm. like, okay, you could say that. But how I started, I was at a place in my life, in my career, I was in my early 30s, and I just simply wasn't happy. Partly because I couldn't maintain the lifestyle that I desired on the income that I was making. So it may look very glamorous to be a journalist, but mm. the truth be told, most reporters barely, you know, make above minimal wage, you know. And so they're, uh, a typical newspaper reporter's salary is typically uh, it's a very modest income. Those who you see on air that anchoring, yeah, they're they're in the six figures, but typically not. So here we were. I was making, you know, less than forty thousand, and I just desired more. I I wanted more for myself. I wanted more for my family. And so in my book, you know, I'll recalibrate. I tell the story of how I was motivated because my, our, you know, my son. I wanted to buy him a pair of shoes, and you know, and they were super expensive. They were like $32 $32 at that time. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you know, my husband and I, we both had our corporate positions and, you know, we were doing the nine to five track. We had the house and all of that, but I couldn't afford $32 pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. And so that day that I realized I couldn't get these shoes, I made an interval. This will be the last time Mm -hmm. I would want to purchase something for my child that I can't afford to do. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking and looking at what can I do differently and how can I advance my career? So, you know, typically we first look at what we're currently doing to see how we can make more money. For me, I started transitioning over to, well, I'm I'm a writer. I know how to write. I enjoy writing. Where else can I use this skill? Mm. And And so technical writing is is in the IT, and you technical writing is outside of IT as well. But for me, I was able to use the writing that I was I had been familiar with doing, creative as well as hard news writing, and transfer that over to IT type technical journals and manuals and things like that. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. I always like asking people's story and their journey because you'd be yeah. really surprised, you know, even though they may end up in one industry or they've been in the industry for so yeah. long. I always love knowing, like for instance, we're really in the um, real estate industry and I always ask people, how did you get into real estate? Because a lot of people, when you grow up, 
a lot of people don't say, oh, I want to be in real estate when I grow up. Mm -hmm. Or nowadays, I don't know, you know, with this new generation, times may be different now with real estate and technology being essentially in their blood from yes. the day they're born. So things are changing. But I always love asking, you know, how and why. And I encourage you guys to do that, too, because you never know what people's story are. And you can mm -hmm. learn so much. And I love that example that, you know, you can use your existing skills now, even though you may yeah. be in one industry, you can transfer those same skills in another industry and add value there too. So it's yes. just something to think about whether you're in business or whether you're in a career. So I love that. So thank you for sharing. So having a successful career already, let me go back to my question. When did the light bulb go off that it was time to start your own business? Because you have the house, you have the car, you got the husband, you got the child, you got the perfect, you know, American, you know, dream. But what made you say, you know what, I want more. And it's time for me to make the leap from my job that I was getting paid very well to do to now being my own boss. Yeah. So for me, it was like, you're right. You know, I had checked off everything, right? You know, like the house I wanted, you know, yeah. on that lake. And I had the car, you know, the convertible. I had this long-term, you know, marriage. And, you know, our sons, you know, finished college. And then you start thinking about what's next. And so, I'm, you know, I'm doing that, that daily into the office and back mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. And I began to see some things, you know, in the workplace that really began to just break my heart. And there were things, you know, as I was interviewing and building, you know, teams and organization and seeing how other leaders were responding and sometimes mistreating and miss, you know, um, just just not bringing true um, sincerity in how they were uh, handling and working with staff. Hmm. I wanted to fix a problem that I saw. I really did. And I was like, I have something of value. I can help others grow their careers. Yeah. But it wasn't until the moment of, but I wasn't thinking of coaching and doing consulting work in the way that I'm doing it now. I just knew that there was, there were problems here. There were things that were going on, doing interviews and even well, things that were holding people back from being advanced in their career that they had no clue what was happening to them. Hmm. But being, you know, part of the executive team, I was privy to a lot of things, right? A lot of information. And so it wasn't until a family friend actually called and said, asked, said to me, hey, I'm really feeling stuck in my job. She had been in her company for 10 years mm -hmm. and she had gone through a lot of things. You know, she wanted a promotion. She was making 70000 a year and she wanted more, you know, income so she could better, you know, provide for her family. And so she says to me, you know, they said, to, you know, they being her employer, you know, you need this. She had a college degree, but they wanted her to get additional certification. So she go out and she get that. And she still didn't get the promotion. Mm -hmm. And so she said, you know, I don't know what else to do. And I just, you know, I see your success. I just want to know, you know, could you just spend some time with me and could you help me find that next job? Because I'm just lost here. Wow. And so, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know. I've never done anything like that. No one ever asked me that. But I was willing to help because I've always had a heart to help others. And so I took, I started with a conversation and then I looked at her resume and immediately I, those two things I saw what was wrong. And so I gave her some advice. I helped her, you know, craft a very strong resume that really articulate her value. And then I coached her through that interviewing process within three months, right? And th within three months, she landed a job at the company that she really wanted to work for, making almost three times as much. You know, her salary went up to 172000 right, from $70,000. 
And she called me up one day and she said, hey, check your email. I sent you something. I checked the email. What she had done, she had documented all of our conversations and our meetings. And she said, I feel very strongly you have something that the world should have. I think you're supposed to take this material and turn it into a book, which I did. <laughs> but she had already given me the bones because she was documenting for her own notes so she could go back and do what I asked her to do, right, in each one of the sessions. And I began to start thinking about that. And so for me, you know, with, you know, son, you know, married to this beautiful person <laughs> sitting right next to me, and you guys had started your lives, I was really at a place where... I could start thinking about what do I really want to do with the rest of my life? And I could have stayed in corporate and I could have continued on off the corporate ladder. I was, you know, there were conversations going on with me about, you know, moving to the next level at my company, but I wanted to contribute back to mm. society in a different way. It wasn't about, you know, making even more money for myself, but how could I really add value mm. to more people? and not just within the organization. So that's when I really knew I need to start playing and started working on my exit. And I wanted to leave on my terms and my way. And so that's what I began. I started doing the research. What does it look like to be a coach? What did I need to be a coach? How can, uh, what is true consultancy? Do I really want to go work under someone else as a consultant or do I want to do that under my own brand? Of course, I chose my own brand. Mm -hmm. And then I start looking at what credentials do I need and how do I distinguish myself in a market where there's so many entrepreneurs right now who are also, you know, coaches. How do I bring something new to the world? And so I start. that's what I was talking about earlier when I was saying you don't just run out there because you got ticked off with your boss today or mm -hmm. someone said something or you got that pink slip and now it's like I'm done mm -hmm. with jobs. I'm just going to start my own business. You still need a plan. And so I create, I know I'm a strategist at heart. I'm a teacher and I'm a strategist. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, even if I'm doing a dinner party, right? Inviting people over, as you will yes, know. Yes. I don't want to plan that thing out to the <laughs> T. And that's just who I am. But I'm teaching clients how to do that too because I believe in having um, a blueprint, if you will. And so I, I took me, I had my, I'd given myself like a two-year plan. But in the midst of that, in those two years, there was this incident happened at the company. And, you know, I was at a company and they decided they were going to downsize um, and shift the way they were doing testing. And so I saw it as opportunity because I was oh like, oh gosh. man, this helped me to accelerate my, this is a potential um, for me to accelerate my exit plan. And so I started, you know, talking and I was like, you know what, I want to be a part of this downside. So I was very intentional about what I mm. wanted, had the right conversations, um, you know, with the right people. And I was able to capitalize on something that was naturally happening within the environment I was in. And it just all came in the right time. I had already mm. prepared. Yeah. And then when that the company was making decisions, I was like, you know what? I need to leverage this to my benefit and make sure I'm a part of this exit. And, and I was able to pull that off. Wow. Yeah. So I was That's able to incredible. lead with resources. I love that. And whew, there was a lot of value bombs in that response. And let me tell you, um, a couple of things that are going off in my brain are, one, the key word she used was intentional. And mm -hmm. you guys, like I almost got goosebumps thinking about this. 
when you are intentional and you do the research, you do the work, you're planning, and then you're, you know, you're getting ready to execute. Sometimes you have everything ready, but sometimes it's not the right time just yet to press, you know, the button and go. But it's amazing how things will start to line up. I kid you not. So true. When you are doing all the right things, when you're planning, you're getting all your ducks in a row, you're meeting with people, you have mentors, you're, you know what I mean? You're doing everything you can to get everything together. And it's amazing that life will start to present opportunities to you. And you have to be keen because you'd be really surprised too that opportunities present themselves in the most strange ways because sometimes it looks like temporary defeat, but that's actually an opportunity for you. And that actually comes from um, Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich. And he talks about, um, you know, having that temporary defeat often is disguising itself as success. Mm. And success is often right around the corner. So what I say all that is to say, maybe there may be a layoff going on at your job, or maybe, you know what I mean? There's things that happen to us that we can't control. But that can also be an opportunity for you. Yes. You know, you have to take advantage of those opportunities and see, you know, that the glass is half full and not half empty. So that's amazing. Um, wow. So there was just so much in that. I mean, you have to, you can't, like she said, you can't just, just go and just jump and expect everything to happen. No, you got to do the work in the back end first. Yes. So, wow. Okay, let's let's move on to the next question because we're, we're making a lot of momentum here and I'm loving it. So many of our, our listeners are aspiring entrepreneurs. Many of them are in this boat right now where they're in that nine to five and they're just dreading just clocking in and clocking out every day. Um, so how can our listeners know when is the right time? Let's say they got everything together. Let's say they've done their work. They researched, they planned, they met with people, you know, they're asking people for second opinions or doing everything they can to make sure everything is right before they execute. So what should they look for and how they should know when to make that jump, if you will? So I would say if they, if your true planning consists of a vision, mm-hmm. you, you're very clear about the overall vision. So planning is not saying, I want to become an entrepreneur because when I talk to a lot of young people, like in their 20s, they tell me they want to be entrepreneurs. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Tell me more about that. Mm. And that's what I get right (laughs) there, right? Like just silence, right? And so it's like, what are you going to do as an entrepreneur? Oh, I like fashion. Saying I want to be an entrepreneur, saying I like fashion is not a vision, right? And so that's where we start. Mm -hmm. What is the overall vision? Mm -hmm. And so I like to help clients really become very clear around what is it that you're trying to accomplish, the Mm -hmm. higher vision. Mm -hmm. And then from that, then we craft um, short-term and long-term goals. As you're moving through those goals, that's when you're going to really know when you're ready to, you know, I say take off the safety harness because I look at that nine to five job as a seed for you to start growing the entrepreneur business that you want to build. And so Mm. because 
it is, and it becomes a little safe and harness, right? Because you're gonna need money to start a business, right? You know, business license, you know, there's a fee for that. And it's, a, you know, it's an annual fee. And then, you know, you need to understand how you wanna set up your business, right? Whether it's gonna be a C-Corp, S-Corp, you know, a LLC or a, a sole proprietor. You need, you need time to study those things and make a decision on which way you go going. But once you're ready to file, there's a fee for that, right? You know, mm -hmm. and so having that nine to five right now, I, this is what I'm telling my clients who are coming to me and that's what they're wanting. They're like, they're wanting to understand how do I navigate from this job that I have? I love the title of this talk that from um, J-O-B to CEO <laughs> and how they can do that. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is being clear on what you're trying to accomplish. That's the overall mm -hmm. vision. Okay. Then setting up the goals. And so in this case, you know, to your question, the goals would be uh, related to what do I need to accomplish in order to be ready to go full time into my business. And that's what I really suggest to people. And you don't have to have everything done. Every short term goal and every long term goal does not need to be you know, um, complete before you actually leave your full time job. But we wanna be clear on what must be stabilized for me in order to go and do it. And, and I'll give you one example. If, you know, if I'm a mom with a small child and I have my child in daycare, I want to make sure that when I leave this nine to five, I have already, I have plans on how my child will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm losing at nine to five, because here's what I know for certain about being an entrepreneur, the way money comes into the business is not like your check that you know you're going to get, right. um, whatever your schedule is, whether it's once a week, you know, once a month or bi-monthly, right? And so it's a little different. You know, I build clients and I say net 15 and something, you know, it's like, you know, 38 days before I see it. And so even though you put on your invoice net 15, this is not like selling, you know, most businesses selling books out of the back of your car, where it's like, I give you a book and you give me cash in my hand. So it takes time. Mm. And so I think that's what some entrepreneurs don't understand. It takes time to get clients. Mm, even yes. once you have clients in time, it still takes, there's a cycle for that revenue to come back in. So you want a foundation. It doesn't mm. mean that you have to have everything taken care of. But those things that are priority in your life, that are critical, you want to make sure you have a plan around those things. And, and so the, that's the planning piece. 